I'm pretty sure you've heard the quote, actions speak louder than words. So following on from the last two podcasts on this topic of influence and using the universal laws to be inspired in life and to think inspired, we know that actions are what causes victory in any environment, not words. So what we said in the last podcast was say less than necessary. It also emphasised the need to keep your mouth shut to be most effective. But this principle of universal law number three, the law of interconnectedness, goes a step further. And now you've taken the time from the last podcast to think about the idea of influence through uh, suggestion rather than influence through blurting out vigorously everything you need to know, in other words, wearing your heart on your sleeve, we are ready to go and talk about action. Power is never a game which can be played alone. So we inevitably need to get other people involved in our plans and our vision and our purpose. This is usually more challenging than we'd like to believe at the outset because everyone is ultimately driven by their own interests, not ours. But it will also take more than a few elusive words, clever arguments or even direct threats to draw that person's interest into line with yours. Words are simply not enough. Especially when most people speak with a bipolar nature. There are two types of people in the world. Those who try to win and those who try to win arguments. They are never the same person. Even if we exaggerate, the person who arguments argues exaggerate to get effect. At, they will not succeed. So in other words... Winning does not involve winning an argument. In all walks of life, you will frequently be faced with the choice of being right or being successful. Now, this isn't about compromising your personal code or sense of honour. This is about putting aside your ego and the childish urge to publicly win an argument History is littered with stories of self-righteous individuals who refused to be practical when they could and they were perpetuant instead. Perhaps their greatness is recognised after their death, like some people, for example, who did things while they were alive, but their greatness was not realised until they were well gone. But wouldn't you rather be successful during your life rather than hoping somebody heaped praise on you as they lowered the coffin into the ground or sent it into the crematorium. You must remember that trying to force someone to see things your way is an act of aggression, which everyone besides those who get off on being dom dominated will resent you for. So 
What if someone holds religious views that you don't that you find absolutely absurd? You don't agree with them. Or what if they support a politician you find abhorrent? If you want to have influence over that person, you'll never find it by belittling their views or making them feel stupid. Think of all the times you felt you had to make a point because someone else was just being too stupid for, for words. Did they actually ever concede the argument? And even if they did, what did that get you beyond a momentary ego boost? Squeezing consent out of someone also more than likely leads them to resenting and undermining you in the future. Never forget that bitterness is repaid far more often than kindness. This is all too easy to understand. People will not help you and will more likely try to hinder you if you make them feel insecure. Or foolish or disrespected. It's obvious when you see it written down but we all too often forget and our emotional surge forward and take control of our mouths blind to how we are making the people around us feel. Arguing is a combat sport. Someone is always going to leave the exchange bruised and bloody and it's usually the person who wins the argument but sometimes both. There's a great quote. I love it. It goes, people can't be talked out of illusions. Metaphors aside, <clears throat> even if you manage to win the argument, whatever it may be, people almost never change their opinions afterwards anyway. Perhaps you convince them in the moment but they soon retreat to the comfort and familiarity of their original position, even digging in deeper to fend off any future disruption. Put simply, we like to be right, or more accurately, to feel we are right. Psychological and behavioural studies have shown that we make decisions on the basis of our emotions rather than our reasoning, First we choose and then our brain set about rationalising the decision. Knowing this, it's fruitless trying to reason people in your way of thinking. You must give them a spectacle, a demonstration, something they can feel an emotional, personal connection to, something which is beyond words, and instead that will impact them at a deeper, more fundamental level. Now, this is something that every documentary and movie maker knows only too well. Show, don't tell, is the way to bring an audience along with you on a trip. And as the cliche goes, a picture paints a thousand words. And this certainly isn't a rule confined to the visual. The point is to give people a tangible story which, like one of Aesop's fables, illustrates your point in action, creating a living, breathing example for people to get their teeth into, which is precisely what I talk about when we talk about living and breathing inspired. I use a lot of nature-based metaphors so that they, people can see real-life examples of how nature's law impacts behaviour. 
So you, in that way, I put flesh on the bones of principles. There's a great quote. The truth is generally seen, rarely heard. I think that's enough for this podcast. We'll continue in the next one. Bye for now.